Yes, this is getting up on this Thursday, the 25th of January. Good morning to you listening on your local SEN track dial right across the country. And a big hello to you, wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. Well, the day has finally arrived. It's Giddy Up's Golf Day here at the beautiful Mandalay Golf Course. Looking forward to the golf day, meeting a few of the listeners and having a lot of fun. So it's a show with a little bit of difference on Giddy Up this morning. I got here nice and early at the at the Mandalay Golf Course, and you wouldn't believe David Taggart drove me here this morning, or we came with tags. So he might join us a little later on for the weekend preview. We'll concentrate on the Friday meetings today, and we'll concentrate on the Saturday meetings on Giddy Up tomorrow. So we'll have the weekend preview a little later on. But we've got a busy stable mail coming up this morning. David Eustis will join us. Brad Taylor, the racing manager for... Anthony and Sam Friedman, J.D. Hayes. We'll catch up as well with Paul Pruska. So let's get stuck into Giddy Up on this Thursday with our Stable Mail. Now on Giddy Up, it's It's time for Stable Mail. So let's get stuck into our Thursday show with Stable Mail. And it's with a heavy heart that we welcome in David Eustis because this will be the final time we say g'day to David before he leaves Kiramar Racing to take on his new role as a head trainer in Hong Kong, an exciting new adventure for, for David Eustace. So this is the final time we'll chat to him for Stable Mail ahead of a big weekend of racing. Good morning to you, Dave. Gareth, morning. How are you? I am very well. Thanks for joining us on this busy Thursday morning. The Manfred Stakes there at Caulfield on Australia Day, you've got four quality three-year-olds entered. How many yeah. will start in that race? Because a few have double nom for Mooney Valley there, on Saturday, I see Brave Mead and Centify also nommed for the Valley. Yeah, good good question. Um, the answer is we don't know yet, Gareth, okay. to be honest. Um, one thing I do know is that Crane Colorado won't run in the Australia States. Uh, yes. Not in it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, other, the others we haven't worked out yet. How is King Colorado? Really good. Um, he's just going slightly... Better than uh, slightly better than last prep. He's just a bit sharper, and um, uh, he's going to run better over twelve than than he would have last prep. I'd say so. Okay. He'll be hitting the line hard. Um, naturally, he might find one or two of his clicks, but uh, I think he's in for a really good campaign, which ultimately ends up in the um, the old skinnies. Okay, so twelve hundred meters, he can sprint well enough to win. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not saying that. No. no, I think he can sprint well enough to run well. All right, then. What about um, Brave Mead? He didn't have much time off. He went deeper into the spring than the others. Uh, how's he come back? Come back extremely well. His jump out was good, and um, yeah, he, uh, you know, we were delighted with the way he jumped out uh, the other day, and this is was the plan to give him a little freshen mm-hmm. and um, work towards this race. Not a lot of races for him really against his own age um, throughout the autumn. So keen to target this race and then um, possibly head up to Sydney, but depends, depends how he performs. I'm looking forward to seeing Centre 5, Centre 5, uh, Centre 5, I should say, instead of Justify. Yeah. Um, you've got the blinkers on again. Um, he looked yeah. to me that he'd be a better horse after a bit of a break. Yeah, and he, um, you know, we looked to stretch him out to seven and a mile. Mm. And uh, he just, 
we feel is is best served at 1200 um, which limits his options but um, this is, he'll run here and then he'll go to the English sprint which is five weeks and a trial in between and Southport Tycoon ran a, a brilliant race in a Guineas prelude last spring and then didn't have much luck in a in a Guineas behind the stable mate Griff before going out for a break. He's with Bennett Racing. Um, your thoughts about his chances as well with Dean Lane booked to ride? Yeah, he's come back really well. Um, Southport Tycoon, he, he might be the one that improves the most. Okay. Uh, uh, just, just throughout the campaign, he's, and, um, he's been just doing things a little bit more relaxed and um, he seems a more well-rounded individual, so um, he'll run a big race. Do you have a pick uh, out of the four? Um, who do you think's more forward to run a, a race first up there, David? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very difficult one. I mean, Brave Me would be the most forward, but it's arguably the least talented, so mm-hmm. uh, I really think we have to pick across the four. Yeah, I'll sit on the fence. All right then, mate. The Johnny Dillon Stakes, a beauty. You've got two strong chances. Unusual culture um, in the Aussie Kerr colours. She was down the track there at Flemington in a manifold. Um, your thoughts about her hopes? It's a bit of a head-scratcher yeah. the run. Um, nothing really came to light. And um, put in a, yeah, a very nice piece of work Saturday um, alongside King Colorado. There wasn't a lot between them. So um, we'd, we'd be... You know, confident to see her bounce back. What about Yonsei? She missed the spring and she had her first up run on Boxing Day and she never really looked like it on that occasion. We know her quality. Um, what are you expecting second up with her? Um, a much, yeah, much better run. She gets to a trip. Um, she's a winner. Um, naturally, she'll probably top her off. But... Uh, you know, the, the run over 11 was, was really was just to um, blow the cobwebs away because she can be a bit gassy. We weren't keen to go to a suitable trip first up. So she goes to Seven Furlongs, um, which she's a multiple winner at. She handles good ground. You'll see an improved run. you got a host of runners there at the Valley on Saturday. Um, what would be your best fit the next couple of days on a Friday and a Saturday, David? Surely you can leave us with a winner. Um, we'll try, yeah. Um, got yeah, plenty of running so across the board. Mindful that this is being recorded for Friday and Saturday as well. Correct. That's Better not give you something on a Wednesday. No, that's a very good point. Yes, I was going. Uh, hey, Dave, I was going to say. I was going to say we're live on radio on a Thursday morning, but you, you've, you've given me up already. <laughs> man can, man can, man can. <laughs> going really well in race six, actually. Oh yes. boy. Girl boys and good Nick and put in a really good performance at the Lord Stakes. So, team have been happy with them at home. I think um, at the small field, he, he should be able to control the race. And the Travis Harrison Cup there. So, I mean, came with Johnny Allen aboard over the 2,000 metres at the Valley. Well, on behalf of all of our listeners on Giddy Up and the family here at SEN Track, Dave, um, We'd just like to thank you for everything that you've done for us. Yeah, you've been a wonderful ambassador for the sport of thoroughbred racing. Um, whenever we call you, you, even when you're busy and you're riding horses or you're driving in between jobs, um, you always give up your time. You're terrific with the information. You're an entertainer as well. You can call cricket. You've had some fun with us along the time, um, along the journey. So 
Um, you'll have so much success, mate. I've got no doubt about it when you go to Hong Kong. So congratulations on what you've been able to achieve. 30 Group 1s in Australia since joining Kira Mara as a joint trainer. You should be super proud, mate. And we call you an Australian now. So we wish you the best of luck in Hong Kong. We'll catch up with you maybe in New Zealand as well when you start off your tenure as a Hong Kong trainer, trying to find your next champion there at those sales. But um, from the bottom of our hearts, mate, we appreciate everything you've done for us. Perfect. No, well, thanks. Thanks very much, Gareth. Um, the feeling's mutual. We had a great time. And, and um, I'm sure SEN track will continue to go from strength to strength. Yeah, we look forward to it. And um, any time you want to call at Lords and the Boxing Day test, um, I highly recommend you take up the opportunity next time. <laughs> no, we're going to live that down. <laughs> Good on you, brother. Thanks, mate. Okay. There's David Eustace. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with plenty more for Stable Mail on this Thursday. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. It's great to be with you. It's a busy show as always. We're about to play a little bit of golf at the beautiful Mandalay Golf Course as well. David Taggart's ready to go. I'm only joking. He's not playing golf, but he might join us a little later on for the weekend preview. But Brad Taylor's ready to go. He was too busy to join us on the golf course today. Of course, the racing manager for Anthony and Sam Friedman and the Friedman camp could be in for a big day. Well, an exciting day with the host of two-year-olds making their debut. Hello to you, Brad. Hey, Gareth. How are you? I am well. Did you recover well from uh, the Gold Coast? Um, I was happy to be home on the Sunday morning. There's no bit of flight <laughs> getting on that one out of the Gold Coast. Um, the two weeks takes it out of you for sure. Yeah. Um, and you've got some nice two-year-olds going around tomorrow at um, Caulfield on Australia Day. The Blue Diamond previews are always exciting. Matisse trolled nicely there at Caulfield the other day. Your thoughts about her chances? Yeah, she's a nice filly. She's always shown us a bit of promise. Um, she trialled in her first preparation, having her very first one. Um, she trialled behind Coleman. Um, mm-hmm. They sort of cleared out from the field, and he went to the races after that and won well. So that's uh, a good trial for him, and she was very impressive the other day, sitting deep throughout the trial around that tight track at Caulfield and, and did a good job sitting three deep and, and running away with it. Um, they sort of wanted to be on the rail and, and lead to, to win those trials. So... I think um, she's a filly with nice promise. She just might find the 1,000 metres a, a touch sharp. Okay. Um, but she's a filly that we could follow right through the series. She's certainly going to improve when she gets to the, to the 11 and, and 1,200 metres of the of the big one if she performs well enough here. But um, she's a nice filly, and, and keep an eye on her. She's only going to get better with a bit more time as well. You train a written tycoon filly for Mr. Zhang at Yearlong Farms. Your thoughts about Mind Shift, who gets an inside gate for Luke Curry? Yeah, she's a she's another nice filly that uh, has trialled well um, leading into her to her debut. Um, she trialled well last last Wednesday at um, Mornington on the inside track. Got back and made nice ground. Um, you know, it's always hard to make ground on that inside track at Mornington as well. So, but she she found the line really nicely. She trialled well leading into that. Um, she's shown us a, a good bit of promise at home. Um, she is. She's going to be suited if they run along a bit and they're they're closing off over the top. She, she'll probably get back a little bit, and um, yeah, look for her to be strong late. She's a, a filly that you know, probably like the other filly. Um, going to probably sound like a broken record with all three, but they're going to improve when they they have their race experience and, and get out and trip a bit. And the three bridges filly for the Listons, um, Beulah Bloodstock bred. She hung the moon beautifully bred as well. This filly by him Invincible, out of Solar Moon. Um, Zara rides. Um, her trial was pretty good. Her jump out at Cranbourne over the 800 beyond a couple of smart ones. Your thoughts about her chances? 
yeah, another nice uh, done everything right trial um, against the Colt uh, of McAvoy's, um, who was just a bit sharper than her, and, and she she again can improve once we get out and trip and and with a bit more experience. But she's a, a really nice filly. She can improve with another preparation under her belt. Um, but uh, she's a filly we really like um, so much so we. We went and bought a half sister for a bit of money um, last week at the Magic Million. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we um, she's a she's a really nice filly too. That's the best hint that you can get from a speed map point of view. Where do you think they'll settle, or is it a little unknown with these first starters? Oh, just just see how they jump and, yeah. and ride them with a jump. You know, mine's just probably going to be back a little bit. Matisse will be probably handier to the speed, and and I, I would say Shehung the Moon will be probably midfield somewhere, or maybe maybe a touch better. Uh, it'll be all just depend on the tempo of the race. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's hard to, to get right back and, and win these races over 1,000 metres, but um, we'll just let them find their feet. They'll they'll enjoy the experience, and um, that, all three of them are going to improve out of it. Then we go to the Colts and Geldings division of the preview of the Blue Diamonds, and this is very interesting reading. Cap 10, the son of capitalist, and the first owner down in that race book is Jay Ivel, which I would imagine here, well, it is your beautiful wife, Jane Ivel, so no pressure here. Inside gates. Um, we haven't got a jockey just yet. So your thoughts about Cap 10. God bless it. For your sake anyway. The the, the pressure's probably on her because she was part of the buying process. Okay. This was a, a lady's horse. I, I, can, uh, I can hand the blame over to her really. Yeah. Um, see, how, see how good a judge she is. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, nah, he's, a, he's a nice horse. He, he just drew the outside barrier the other day at Caulfield. Um, and we just wanted to teach him to settle a little bit. He was just a little bit fierce and, and a bit of his work. Uh, and first jump out, he just went along and, and sort of blew out, which ours tend to do. Um, they tried over 900 metres that day, and they probably were only ready to sort of go 5,800. So he blew out late. And then he drew the outside. He was going to court deep. Damien Lane rode him there. Um, so we dragged him right back. And nothing made ground all day, but he was good down the outside. He was good late. Um, he's drawn a, a better barrier here. He'd be able to position a lot closer, and he, he could be always smoky that okay. that could run a race. He he worked really well yesterday morning. Um, he's a he's a nice son of capitalist. That's yeah, always showing us a bit. Um, but uh, he's drawn a soft gate. Obviously, the Sydney horses are going to be hard to beat in this mm-hmm. race, but um, they've got to get around Caulfield and and go that way around. Um, it always means a bit of an advantage to to the Melbourne horses, but. Yeah, he could, he could run a bit of a race at I'd say he'd be at a good price. Have we found a rider for him? Uh, no, I'm going to do that. Um, I will book one right, and get it down for other punters. Beautiful. And then Espinosa having its first start, another one for Yearlong, and another one by their boom sire and written tycoon. Um, D Lane rides. Your thoughts there? Yeah, he's a nice colt. Obviously, we know quite a bit about the family, um, mm-hmm. having trained his halves. Um, yeah, he's been a nice horse. He tried really well the other day. Um, had a bit of got back a little bit, made good ground to run. You know, a second or third on the outside there. Um, he's a horse. He's probably like the fillies, that, and as pretty Grish suggests, he's going to get better over further. Uh, very like the family. Pretty um, a bit wayward and, and going to improve with racing. Um, but yeah, he could he could run a good race. He's going to you know balance up and, and hit the line strongly. Look for him to be. Closing late. He's a he's a he's a really nice cop. Obviously, we had to pay a bit of money with uh, you long for him, but yeah, um, we quite like him and uh, expecting expecting him to run well. All right, then in the WJ Adams Stakes over a thousand meters, great mama. She meets a tough field here. It's a good field there 
in that fifth race tomorrow there at uh, Caulfield. Can she measure up here? Yeah, it's all probably about just trying to get that black type yes. placing onto her pedigree page. She's been, she was good winning the other day, small field. Um, she jumps and puts herself on speed. It's been no, no help that she's drawn uh, the outside barrier, but um, Jamie Carr's ride, knows her well now after riding her. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a throw at the stump. She's going to be a big price and it's going to need a hell of a lot of luck to go away to, you know, hopefully she can fall into a hole and, and run third or fourth. No pressure now, Brad. We need a winner on this long weekend. What's your best at Caulfield Saturday? And are you confident with any of your runners at the Valley on Saturday? Um, uh, Fire Vendor, we just probably rode her upside down the other day. Um, she went forward and sat outside the lead, and it's probably just not the way to ride her. Her form before that was good, and she steps back down to 70. Phillies and Mears, great. I think she could run her a good race. She galloped well there yesterday morning. Um, Miss Take, she's probably going to need the run. Uh, and uh, Miss Tazi stays in the 70 grade. Obviously, got to carry a better weight, but she's in really good form. And, and this hopefully will set up to, to hit Adelaide for a stakes race in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Probably Miss Tazi in the form she's in, and Fire Vendor are probably our two best chances there. And it's hard to split those two year olds. I'll, I'll go out and say Matisse is probably, okay. I, she's probably the filly I like. The daughter of microphone. Um, if I gave you $50, what would you do with it? Oh, um, I'd have 20 each way, Matisse, and 10 the place on Captain, I better. Yes. All right, then you better find a bloody jockey then. We'll let you go. Thanks for that, Bradley. Enjoy your day. Thank you. There's Brad Taylor there, the racing manager for Anthony and Sam Freeman. We'll take a quick break. This is Giddy Up this Thursday morning, and this is Stable Mail. It's great to have your company. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. We are at the Mandalay Golf Course. We're about to play or kick off SEN Tracks Golf Day. Um, J.D. Hayes would have been... Um, a wonderful asset for my team, but unfortunately he couldn't make it because he's too busy trying to find a, his next champion, the next Mr. Brightside at the Caracas Sales, which start next week. Hello to you, JD. Morning, Gary. Thank you for having me. Um, have you been busy, of course, there in New Zealand? What do you think of these yearlings? No, lovely, lovely yearlings. New Zealand, obviously, uh, very good um, producers of racehorses, and um, we're just sort of going through the catalogue now and finalising our list, and hopefully this... Um, a few fast ones amongst them. It's been a happy, happy hunting ground for Lindsay Park. No, it has. We do love our Kiwis. Um, obviously underpinned by our champion, Mr. Brightside, but Carbonara Nardos who takes his place in one of the feature races uh, on Friday at Caulfield as well. So it's been a happy hunting ground for us for sure. Let's talk about Carbonados because um, my colleague Cameron Luke says you'll win the Australian Guineas. He's got that big of an opinion of him. He's a former Kiwi and he... Against the pattern in a way, and he was a massive drifter there at Geelong there on their Saturday race meeting, but he was still too good. But it was just the the way that he did it, JD. He, he looks like he's an exciting prospect for Lindsay Park. No, absolutely. And only in his second start in his life, um, it was really impressive for him to do that. And we feel like he's improved out of it. So I hope your man's right that he is winning the Australian Guineas because he's, he's definitely targeted towards a race like that. Yeah, so how good is he? Like, how much improvement in, in him after that first up effort? Well, he needs to improve after that first up effort because we're raising the bar again. Yeah. Um, it is a tough challenge, but we think he's up to it and we'll just uh, reassess after. It will be better for, um, once we see him go around, we'll be, we'll be, uh, I'll be able to tell you more correctly on Monday. Yeah, all right then. Um, you've got one to step. 
who's making its debut at Gelding, of course, there on Saturday, a Gelding by Shalar. Um, Stackhouse Ride, you've got the earmuffs for the first time, um, and he's got the lugging bit for the first time. So can he misbehave a little bit, this galloper? No, he's um, lugging bits are very common. All our horses race in the lugging bit. Yes. Just on their debuts, you have to um, put it put it down. And um, I believe he's got earmuffs for gates. He's actually a very professional horse. He okay. um, just jumps, puts himself on the bunny, and that's going to carry him a long way in those early two-year-old races. But I think off the trial form and everything else, it's quite a hot race. So you're going to have to be pretty good to win it. And we're going to need a few things to bounce our way um, for one to set. All right, then. So we'll just watch and see how that galloper goes. And then... Marble Arch has entered in the 1,400-metre race, which is race eight. Still needs a start, Marble Arch. Um, he'll be, she'll be second up, this daughter of Perencanto. You're probably seeing a few nice Perencantos there on the grounds at Caraca there in New Zealand. But what did you make of her first up effort in that listed race behind Varvia? That was a pass mark. It was definitely yeah. a pass mark. And we felt like he'd, she would take a lot of improvement out of it, in which she has. Um, but as you said, we're sweating on a run. So hopefully that's able to... Uh, come to fruition and she's able to take her place despite the wide barrier but um, it's a nice drop in class from last start and um, I think that's a much more suitable distance as well. Well it's an exciting time especially with Carbonados. Is he your best at um, Caulfield on Friday? Yeah he certainly is. Um, We're heavily in his corner so hopefully he's able to step up to the occasion again. How's my old mate Independent Road going ahead of the Travis Harrison Cup at the Valley on Saturday? Independent Road doesn't know how to run a bad race. No. He'll be he'll always front up. He's going to enjoy no weight on his back. Barrier four, Joe McNeil ticks a few boxes for me. All right, and Crosshaven in the Australia Stakes. Yes, he. Um, you'd love to own him, hate to back him because he always <laughs> is around the mark. Um, he'll run another good race for sure. He's interestingly hasn't run at the Valley since he was a two-year-old and he won, so you might love it. All right, then. In Boondocks was exciting there the other day at Cranbourne and. Bellinger also goes around for the stable. Um, are they winning chances in your eyes? Uh, I think Bellinger is a sneaky chance. He's got a lovely yeah. barrier to get the smother. Um, he's just going to be sweating and a run because he loves to be cuddled up and um, just get a gap late. So um, Luke Curry's going to ride it like he's at Happy Valley A course. Yes. He's absolutely hugged the rail and hopefully we get the slip. Are we having a punt at um, Packenham on a Thursday night? Some nice chances there. We've got Wangaratta today. If, well, um, the Valley on Saturday, Caulfield Friday. If I gave you $100, JD, what would you do with it? I'd keep it simple, stupid, and put it on Carbonado for win. I love it. We might to see if we can get on for the Australian Guineas as well. I tell you what, I'm no, I'm no trial watcher these days. There's professionals that watch the trials, JD. I don't mind watching the trials from time to time. I always find it interesting. Um, but, geez, there was a filly by Dundeal that caught my eye at the Werribee <laughs> Trials the other day. And um, she was passed in at the Easter sales. Giddy up, of course, have taken an interest. You reckon with, the odds. With, you reckon the odds. Yeah, with Lisa the horse. I know she's out for a spell now, but I'm telling you what, JD. I've really, I've rang up um, Steve Rossage at, at VR, the VRC. I said, Steve, you better book us a couple of tables there on Oaks Day, nice and early. We probably have a tip, you know. He's really, really progressing the right way, I tell you, Gareth. Very happy the way that she got a good education mm-hmm. under her belt. She's uh, gone to the paddock to further physically develop, and uh, she'll get every opportunity. So book those tables. Hopefully yes. we'll be there. What's that tag? Tagged wants to know if you can get an extra 5%. <laughs> <laughs> too late. Too, too late. late. We'll, we'll find we'll one, 
five on five percent for you here at Caracas. As always, JD, it's a pleasure. You behave yourself there in um, New Zealand, and good luck finding your next Mister Brightside. Thank you for having me. There's JD Hayes. So from JD Hayes, let's catch up with Robbie Archibald, of course, the racing manager for Annabelle Nation. Rob, thanks for your time, mate. Pleasure, Gareth. Thanks for having me. Such a busy time of the year. We all know that. Just quickly, before we have a look at your run, it's learning to fly um, on Wednesday, um, which was yesterday, of course. We caught up with Dean Watling, and he made learning to fly one of his trial watches. When do we see her first up in this this preparation? Um, at the moment, the plan is she'll trial again at Warwick Farm on Wednesday. Um, sorry, next Tuesday. Yep. Then she'll have a race course gallop. Um, not quite sure where that will be yet. And then she'll kick off in the light fingers. So okay. um, that's that's the plan at this stage. We'll obviously take it step by step with her, but she's, you know, really happy with her first trial, um, which was a little while ago now. Then she had a little freshen up, came back, trial again. Um, we're happy there and, yeah, a bit more pressure in the second trial and hopefully she's she's getting close to being ready to go. Is she so shy, showing signs that she is back to her best and she's over all those problems that saw her miss the spring? Yeah, she is. Yeah, couldn't. I don't don't want to jinx it. No. Um, but she's she's um, so far so good. You know, obviously, um, yeah, she she looks great. She's carrying good condition. Um, she's very happy mentally and moving really well. So from our point of view, we couldn't be happier. Um, but we'll just take it week by week. Let's have a look at your runners at Caulfield on Australia Day, and it's always exciting to see these debutantes, the two-year-olds, and you've got a Philly Byam Invincible going around, Bella Corazon, who has trialled impressively ahead of her debut run here at Caulfield. And um, she comes to Melbourne for this debut run. How do you think she'll handle the Melbourne way of going? Um, so she came down sort of a week ago. Yep. She's had a couple of gallops now out at Pakenham, yep. um, obviously Melbourne way. We've been happy with her. She's a filly that we've always liked. I uh, thought the trip would do the world of good. Look, she's obviously drawn nicely um, for Friday and Blake Shin on board's always a big plus. So, um, yeah, we're really happy with her. Obviously, probably throwing her in the deep end a little bit, but if you can get a little bit of black type this time of year, it's always handy. And, um, yeah, look, as I said, it's in good order. Yeah. What about her gait speed? Where do you think she'll settle? Yeah. Um, I'd suspect it's probably midfield. Yeah. Um, I think she's, she's got enough speed to get herself into a nice position um, without, without being sharp, sharp. So, yeah, I think, you know, this, what have we got? Seven of the nine runners are first starters. Yeah. So, um, it's sort of hard to see where, where you're going where to land with a field like that. But I think she's got enough speed to be there or thereabouts. You've got another Vinnie Colton in her visions. I can't get that song out of my head now. Um, uh, he's trolled nicely and um, he looks like he's well above average as well. Your thoughts about his chances? Yeah, yeah he's very sharp. Um, really, really happy with him. He's obviously trialled pretty well. Uh, he's got a good draw. Um, he's yeah, he's sort of he's sort of very fast. And, um, obviously, over the thousand metres, you'll allow him to use that natural speed. Um, Blake will obviously work that out pretty quickly. I, I don't know where he's going to land either. A lot of those horses are sharp and have trialled up pretty well, so he'll find his level. But um, yeah, we we've got a lot of time for him. He's probably one of our top seeds, and yeah. expect him to run well. What about Sweet Ride? Does he go around t- tomorrow at Caulfield or do you wait for Saturday with him? Uh, I'd say Caulfield. Yeah. Um, just having a quick look at the two races, but um, we'll obviously speak to the connections and make a final decision probably later this afternoon. Yeah. Um, he's drawn a little bit better there. Um, as I said, he's 
just got to weigh out whether the thousand metres is going to be a touch sharp for him and whether he'd appreciate twelve hundred. So um, we'll make that decision a bit later on. He was disappointing last yeah. start, so hopefully he can bounce back from that. He's had a jump out in between, uh, which he pleased in, uh, but he's going to have to improve a little bit if he's going to feature in either of these races. You confident that you can see that improvement in him, and um, after that first up failure there at Caulfield. Yeah, he is a little bit that sort of horse. He yeah. can throw in the odd bad run. Um, his work's been good, so he's going to need to see it. But, you know, we are we are much happier with him leading in, so expecting a better run. All right, then. Um, interesting to see how the former SA filly goes to Parney at Warwick Farm in the opening race. Um, how is she? Yeah, she's well. She's just dying for a decent gate. I yeah. think her first couple of starts, she's been jumping from wide draws, which just means she has to do that little bit of work. She's um, very sharp little filly, puts herself right up there on speed. Um, Karen's ridden her and rides her very well, and I'm sure he'll give her every chance from the draw, but she's going to need a little bit of luck. All right, then you've got a couple of chances in the 1,400-metre race, Renata and H.E. Icon. I think they'll both be big improvers for yep. their first up run. Um, Renata just went back. She's been a filly that we've worked hard to get to settle, and she actually relaxed beautifully in her first up run, but she'll be ridden a bit closer. Itchy Icon um, was good uh, the other day. I think he'll take a big step forward as well. So happy with both, um, but they're coming up in grade, so they're going to need to improve. She's a liked, impactful Mrs. Effort behind, I think, a superstar in shake and two starts back, and she goes around over the 1,400 metres with... Hell hath no fury. You deserved that victory the other day as well. Your thoughts about those two, uh, those two mares' chances um, on yeah. Friday? Please for hell hath no fury to draw yeah. well. Um, I think that'll that'll allow her to get herself into a good spot without having to do any work. Uh, impactful Miss will likely go back from a draw like that. You'd expect, and she'll be running on late. So, two nice um, fillies, but hell hath's the one that we think's taken a nice step forward from that last win. And um, yeah, I'd like to think she's going well enough to be going close. And, geez, you've got um, Naval College absolutely low-flying and J-Mac rides and Regal Line also goes around in the Australia Day Cup. Yeah, Naval College, obviously very good last start. Uh, he seems to be really coming into himself from a horse that we actually weren't that confident in how well he was going mm-hmm. through the trials, but he's, every, every time he's come out, he's improved. And, um, yeah, J-Mac on looks another nice race. And we are 13 days between runs, which is always a little bit of a question mark when they put in such a good performance like he did last start but at home um, nothing suggests that he won't be able to repeat a performance like that and Regal Lyon he's been frustrating this preparation he just he's he's a he's a he's, he's a horse with plenty of talent but it's um, he just decides when he wants to bring it out so um, hoping that he, he can improve but he's going to need to but um, yeah as I said really happy with Naval College leading in. Beautiful. You've got strong chances at Eagle Farm. You've got runners at Randwick on Saturday. You've got a few races or you've got a, a couple of chances there at um, the Valley on Saturday as well. What would be your best for the weekend, mate? Oh, it's a tough question. A um, couple of horses probably at Randwick on Saturday that we like. A horse um, called Redstone Well. He ran really nicely first yeah. up. I think he's improved a lot. His work was good through the week and African Daisy was very good yes. um, last start, and she's got a nice soft draw. She'll get, it should get into a good position. So I'd say they're probably our two, two of our best better, better bets. Have you got an update on Zaki, mate? How's he travelling? Is he going around again? Yeah, he, at the moment, that's certainly the plan. He's back down at David Noon's there at the beach. He's just had a couple of weeks just seeing how he is. Um, he'll come back up to Warwick Farm um, probably on Monday or Tuesday next week, and 
uh, the plan is just to take it, you know, take him step by step. But yeah, we we'll think we'll sort of come. He'll come out the later end of the autumn. Um, probably go to a, starting off in an all age and then head up to Queensland like he's done before. And um, yeah, obviously we'll just see how he returns before we confirm any of those sort of plans. But probably be one of his last preparations, I'd expect, if if not his last. All right, then we wish you the best of luck, mate, um, with Saki. We can't wait to see him next. And thanks for your time, as always, here on Giddy Up. Thanks very much, Gareth. Great to catch up with Robbie Archibald, the racing manager for Annabelle Nation. We'll take a break. We'll come back with plenty more. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. We're live from the Mandalay Golf Course. Great to be with you. And this is Stable Mail. And we're catching up now with Calvin McAvoy because Jesus, a big weekend or a big couple of days coming up for the McAvoys. They've got their star three-year-old V8 going around in the Australia Stakes there at the Valley Saturday, and they've got a couple of exciting gallopers going around at Caulfield tomorrow. Calvin, thanks for your time on this Thursday. No worries at all, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. How did you, how did you enjoy King Island? I enjoyed it too much, and I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, still recovering. <laughs> well, you sound like you enjoyed it anyway, Calvin. So um, there were plenty of highlights, and you did it again. Yeah, no, Codge Keys down there and Tommy Doyle, they um, they they um, managed to get the job done again and we were just lucky to be part of it. Yeah, Tommy Doyle, what a superstar. He's just, he has become the cult hero of Australian racing these days. I think they're going to make a movie about him. Yes, they should, actually. Um, I wonder who will play him. Um, that's a question <laughs> for sure. our listeners. Um, what about Blue Stratum? We're about to have a chat to Timmy Wilson a little later on in the show from First Light Racing, but this is the... Son of Blue Point. Um, he's had a little bit of a break after a couple of promising starts. What do you make of his chances from an outside gate in that Blue Diamond preview? Yeah, I would have preferred him to draw an inside gate, of course. Yep. But um, look, he's going really well. He's, you know, he's ready made for a race like this. At the moment, he's a you know very fast two year old colt that's got good speed, and um, you know he'll roll forward and, and hopefully he can sort of. End up outside lead. Obviously, he's going to need a little bit of luck to do that. But as I said, he's straightforward. He's fit, uh, ready to go, and, and he's got the blinkers on. So we're excited to have him going to the races. Yeah, how good is he? Has he improved since that, that campaign where he showed plenty of promise? Yeah, I think he has. He um, We went up to Sydney very confident in the English nursery, and yep. it was 42 degrees that day, and he pulled up with the thumps. Yeah. So that's a genuine excuse, and he was only beaten you know, a couple of lengths, and... Uh, in what was an okay run, but with all, with knowing what we know now, it was probably a very good run. So uh, he's 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 nice. He's um, like I said, thousand metres is going to suit when he gets out to a high pressure twelve hundred contest like a Blue Diamond. That 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 remains to be seen. But um, we saw him trial very well at Caulfield, and I'd expect him to if he can get get across okay, he'll be extremely hard to beat. What about in that first race there? Kentucky Nick represents your stable. Steps up in trip. Um, fourth up this preparation, so he goes to the 2,400 metres. Can he win his second race? Yeah, I hope so. He's a talented horse, and he's certainly looking for this ground now. He's probably his own worst enemy with his racing style. When the pressure comes on, he, he's not sore. He's, he's It's in his head. He just happens to sort of stick his head up in the wrong direction mm. and on a bit of an angle, and he just makes things hard for himself. So... Um, look, if he does things right, he's a nice stay. He's got good lungs and very fit and ready to run it. Ready to run a peak performance. 
You go to Tassie on Friday as well on Australia Day in the Kevin Sharkey, Launceston Guineas and Macy Moon has to take on some nice horses like a bold soul and a motor race for Benny Brisbane. But are you happy with Macy Moon? You've had success before travelling your horses to Tassie. Yeah, no, look, we're very happy with him. And it wasn't the original plan to do this. We were always planning to head to Tassie for the derby, but um, we were sort of going to trial him in. And when the noms come up, you know, quite skinny. We uh, we threw him in, and uh, look, he's got form around that uh, horse of of Paddy Tames. And um, look, he's a horse. He's very raw. This horse very hard to get a guide on at home. He's such a playful bugger, but uh, he's fit and well. And we think he's going to stay. And um, yeah, he's he's going to head over there this afternoon, and and he will take his place. Excited to see V8 back at the races in the Australia Stakes and. I like what I saw there with his track gallop there earlier on in the week, along with, I think he was with Bill the Boxer, who also goes around at the Valley on Saturday. But um, are you happy with V8 there ahead of the Australia Stakes? Yeah, couldn't be happier. He's um, yeah, he's in great order, this horse, and he's really ready to get back to the races now. And, um, you know, Mooney Valley probably, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, will that track suit him? I, would, I probably would have said no. Um, Damien Lane came up to Burham Beat last week and we gave him a, a private jump out and, and um, he got around Burham Beat, which is a tight track, and we, we sort of were discussing whether we go to the Manfred or the Australia Stakes. And we were quite keen to take on the older horses and basically sat down with Frosty and said, well, if he can gallop nicely around the valley and, and uh, get around there, although they would be out wide in the gallops, we should go there. And I thought the work was super. Um, it filled Frosty with plenty of confidence, as did it fill us with confidence. And, um, you know, he needs to be performing against these older horses on Saturday, you know, with his next target being the, the uh, Group 1 or stakes. That is exciting. And what about Bill the Boxer, who goes around in uh, the 1,000-metre race there on Saturday as well, which is race eight? He's a very good galloper, this horse. Um, plenty of ability, and his record suggests that. He is a horse that loves a bit of sting out the ground, so we're just going to monitor how the track is. Uh, he, he won't be running on a firm track, and I, I saw he has drawn the outside gate. So whether or not we wait, there is an 11 or coming up at Caulfield, um, or we'll take our place, that remains to be seen. We'll just do the speed maps today and, and have a good look. What's your best, Calvin, for the, the next couple of days? No, I'm confident that V8's going to return in good order. All right, then. Let's hope he gets the job done. Um, good luck, mate. We appreciate your time as always, and uh, enjoy the the long weekend. Thanks, Joe. He's a star, Calvin McAvoy. That wraps up the Stable Mail. Well, the first hour anyway here on Giddy Up on this Thursday morning. Still plenty more to come. We'll have the weekend preview a little later on. We'll concentrate on the Caulfield and Warwick Farm meetings on Australia Day. It is quickly approaching 9 o'clock at news time.